There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Hort Week podcast. I'm Hort Week editor Matthew Appleby and today I'm with HDA president Alan Down. Now, he's a former garden centre owner and writer and TV and radio broadcaster. He's studied at Cannington Pershaw. He's worked in Germany. He's worked for Hillier. He's a Nuffield farming scholar. And um, he moved into Cleve Nursery 40 years ago this year, but he's now concentrating on his on his HTA role. So welcome, Alan. Thank you, Matt. I've seen you um, been on your travels a lot recently, visiting nurseries and garden centres all around the UK. So what have you learnt on your travels? Well, those, those visits have been tagged on to other things I've do, I'm doing. But uh, back in the autumn, I I'm particularly made a trip to Scotland um, because, you know, I think there's a, there was a feeling perhaps of some, among some of the members up there that they were being left, you know, not being looked after as well as they might have been. So I thought it was very important to go up there. And that trip was quite amazing, actually. I, I, I didn't know what to expect. But what I found were some really excellent businesses. And, and I think that's reflected in, in the sense that um, the Klondike Garden Centre, for instance, picked up the first, second and third in the Garden Centre Awards in their plant areas. And they were exceptional. And, and it was a bit of a sort of, oh, gosh, this is something very special. But it wasn't just the, the retailers which are good up there, and they are. I also went to um, Craig Marlock Nursery. Ah, yes, yes. Yes, that, that supplies uh, local authorities, uh, cash and carry, garden centres, nurseries. I was uh, amazed at uh, what a big business it was and uh, how they were investing in the future in, in, in uh, large new glass, for, primarily for the production of bedding plants. And generally, the, the, the uh, uh, members up there were, were very buoyant. Um, that was the Scottish end. Then I went to Lake District to see a little nursery that I'd been following for some time. Young couple, Tom and uh, Abby Atwood, um, have Hailcat Nursery. And it's a small nursery. And 
over the years we've we've swapped notes and um they'd opened a new center a tiny little bijou center in grange over sands so we went to have a look at that and it's very interesting to see a small member who uh has very limited space just how focused they were on the best sellers and quality plants and good range and absolutely superb merchandising some of the best i've ever seen then I went down to Southport and saw J.A. Jones, who are amenity suppliers uh, of plants, particularly in the north. And they have five nurseries around Southport. They're tree growers, both in the ground and in pots. Um, and Mike Vickers chairs the uh, amenity group for the HTA. So I thought it was very important to meet him face to face where he is based. Um, and then my wife was going over to Norfolk, so I thought, well, why don't I drive over there and see some nurseries and some members over there, where um, I went to Bridge Farm Group. You've probably heard about their vast uh, uh, new glass house there. Uh, yes, um, It's quite something to stand in 40 acres of brand new glass. Well, not quite brand new, but one glass house, uh, 40 acres, with permission to... Uh, make that a hundred on that site. Um, four biomass boilers, automatic transplanting machines for bedding plants because it's predominantly bedding plants and pot plants they grow. Largely funded by a Canadian company that was interested in growing uh, uh, cannabis there, should it, if it had been legalized. But now it's back in the family ownership, and what a fantastic facility it is. What makes these these businesses good businesses? You know, you you've obviously had many decades, you know, trading. So and and working at other businesses too before that. So what makes them good? I've been focused on the market and focused on the customer. I think, and and growing what the customer wants, uh, but in growing it in in the most efficient way, uh, and, and you know, having uh, having a, 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 a a grasp of, of what the efficient business is, you know, that, that, that uh, I think it all comes down really to focusing on the customer's needs. So Alan, you were talking about the, their focus on, on, on the market. So uh, these growers, porters, um, I think you went to Taylor's as well, Bridge Farm, J.A. Jones, Craig Marlock. I saw Tom Atwood at, at Four Oaks this year and I know him and his writing. Um, they're all, all focused on their particular particular markets, large or, or small. And I guess that's what you, you did when you were at Cleve Nursery. Do all these visits to these nurseries, did it make you miss having a garden centre yourself? Uh, yes and no. Um, I, I did 35 years uh, at Cleve and uh, you, know, you, get, you get to a point where well, there are other things in life and uh, I, I wanted to do more of the writing um, and, co- and consultation. Um, and, um, and Felicity, um, I think was, uh, keener to, to, to get out of the, uh, to sell our business than, than I was in that she was dealing with the HR side of things, which is not the easiest side of, of running any business, but, but also managing, uh, our catering facility there, which was much more difficult than running the, uh, both the nursery and the garden center. No, I mean, that's a, a good insight. Um, so what were the biggest changes you reckon you saw over those 35 years? 
in terms of, of retailing and, and in, in particularly in, in the plants area? Well, especially in the plant area, I think that the, I think we've seen more in imports, um, plants coming from Holland in particular, but Belgium also greater competition from that area uh, when you can uh, uh, Sunday night, you, you can make an order and the lorry can be there on the Tuesday morning waiting for you to open compared to sadly compared to the, the turnaround for British nurseries. So uh, that is one of the big differences. But we saw uh, a change in the uh, uh, type of plant that was uh, was in demand. I mean, when we started back in 83, um, we'd sell several different sort of cotoneasters and berberis. Um, but over time, those became less and less popular. And things like uh, spireas and doitsias were, were popular in those days. But um, the product mix changed over time with... Uh, I guess with people's experience traveling, coming coming back fired up with ex- exciting looking plants that they'd seen um, and wanting them in their gardens. Where do you see that going? That product mix, that plant mix. Well, I think it was uh, uh, you know with with climate change. Um, uh, I think that there is an opportunity to grow uh, less hardy plants. Having said that, this cold weather we experienced just pre Christmas and then warmed up and then it was cold again has uh, made a lot of those perhaps marginal plants uh, look really sick or even killed them. I, I, we have quite a lot of losses here in what is a new garden. We have an acre garden here down in South Somerset and uh, plants that have been in for a couple of years, I would have thought would have been all right, like Pittosporum and Formiums, but they are completely defoliated or flattened. And I think we'll have to replace them. And I hear this from around the south in particular, uh, that there are a lot of frosted plants in gardens uh, which will need replacing. No, indeed. And scorch plants too. Like I've lost I've lost ones in the summer and ones in the winter, which is a kind of double whammy. Talking about imports, you know, the HGA is, is doing its bit, obviously, for the UK industry. And one particular area on that, policy-wise, is is plant healthy, and there's there's developments going on with that. There's a lot of nurseries joining that to to um, sort of improve biosecurity. I mean, the government's really backing plant healthy. That must be quite a quite a um, a, a, a good news for you. Well, yes. I mean, it's in everyone's interest, really, to keep new pests and diseases out of, out of Britain. Um, and, uh, you know, why wouldn't the government be interested in that? Someone's going to have to pick up the tap. I mean, uh, production of, 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 of food for, could be at risk with those potential import of, of pests and diseases. We have the cost of uh, ash dieback, which you know, has to be funded. It'll have to come. Most of that will come out of the public purse. So, yeah, why wouldn't they want to be involved? But, but you're absolutely right. We are working closely with DEFRA and uh, um, Animal and Plant Health Agency and um, yeah and they're listening and we're listening to them and we're in a very good place at the moment. We do need more growers to sign up to Plant Healthy. Anything we can do to encourage that we should do. No well I saw Biosecurity Minister Lord Benyon he's talking about signing up to Plant Healthy to uh, make if you want to supply um, public procurement then you basically have to be a member so yeah. that is going to sort of force people that way obviously i should have said that plant healthy is a sort of membership scheme where you 
you know, you pass some tests, you fill in some forms, you 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 say that you are biosecure, and then that means that you are on this accredited list. But another way to um, that might um, help the UK industry, maybe, is if the UK goes peat free and Europe doesn't, that means that that will curtail imports. So what's the latest on, on peat that you've heard? Peat for the amateur, uh, the garden... Uh, uh, Media Association have been making great progress there uh, to replace peat. And uh, that's one um, area which I think is moving in the right direction um, under the industry's own volition. um, uh, And that's great stuff. But on the uh, finding acceptable alternative to uh, peat for the growers proving much more problematic. Um, particularly with crops that are, take longer to grow. A, a short-term plant, like a bedding plant, for instance, perhaps doesn't have to have the structure that growing a, a shrub or a tree over a, an 18-month period would have to have. So there's still lots of work to do there to find a, a suitable uh, or suitable alternative, several, no doubt, um, to, to peat. And uh, we... Uh, uh, we would in, encourage government to get more involved in terms of supporting that quest for a good alternative that isn't um, as damaging as taking peat out of the ground. I mean, I think we accept that we must not be harvesting peat for the environmental uh, reasons which are, which are well known. There's, there's, we're not contesting that at all. But what we are contesting is that, you know, we, we need some help in... Uh, in finding an alternative and some research and development. The RHS is touring around nurseries at the moment, collecting best practice from people like Allensmore, and I think they're going to collect that and put it out as a paper of to, to, to show that, you know, what can be done. But why is the RHS doing that? Yeah, it's a question you ought to be asking the RHS that. Um, uh, we have been uh, uh, concentrating much more on supporting the 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 um, Garden Media Association, uh, which comes under the umbrella of HTA, but also uh, lobbying uh, government on the peat reduction issue. What date do you think it's going to be? What's the latest you've heard on that? That that growers are going to be stopped from using peat? Well, as far as we know, there isn't actually a date, Um, uh, but we're working towards 2030. Um, I think there's a, uh, you know, there, there is an issue here in terms of finding parliamentary time or a piece of legislation that can be attached to, but also, um, you know, we do need to have a suitable alternative that isn't more damaging. Now, the HGA has got a new CEO, Fran Barnes, and uh, no doubt she will have uh New, new priorities. So, what's what's the uh, what's the outlook for what the association? What 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 are you going to get up get get up to in the in the near future? Well, um, I don't want to preempt um, uh, uh, Fran Barnes' uh, um, uh, plans there because she's only just joined. Uh, so, I, I don't think that we can uh, expect uh, her to have um, uh, come up with great plans yet. But we we will continue on the lines um, that we have in the past, which is, of course, supporting growers and retailers and landscapers, manufacturers, distributors, and service providers. And uh, 
will continue to support them in, in terms of offering good human resources packages, uh, insurance, banking, energy efficiency, packaging waste, and, and really engaging with government um, with new legislation that's coming down the line and, and existing stuff too, and, and interpreting that legislation for our members um, and delivering training for them to help them through what is a very difficult time at the moment for any business to be trading. I see that the, the HGA has, has, has backed the uh, a new Lord's Inquiry into, into the uh, environmental horticulture, which has been uh, set up by Baroness Fuchs. So what, what are you hoping that's going to achieve? Well, um, uh, it's great to have a, a voice there. And Baroness Fuchs has been a, a great supporter over the years of, of horticulture. Um, you know, that's, that's, it is a, a, an exciting development. And uh, we've ne- never had, I think, that sort of level of... Um, investigation in the future we'll hopefully we'll be able to um, get across the importance of horticulture in terms of, of health and well-being to the nation uh, and and its impact it, that it could have on, on for instance reducing the the nhs bill and uh, we'll hopefully be able to uh talk to them about uh, trading standards both import and export but i think one of the big things is you know to get across the message that horticulture underpins 50% of the government's 25-year environmental plan. So we can help the government achieve those targets. Talking about the future, I mean, not 25 years ahead, but just even this year, what do you see the prospects? I was at the HGA conference late last year and uh, some people were very positive, some people were less positive at the GCA conference in January. There was an economist there who was very positive, but other economists may may differ in their views. And I guess it's all around inflation and the cost of living. So what's your view? Well, I'm inclined to uh, uh, agree, uh, perhaps hopefully agree, with the with the economist that was at the Gun Centre Association um, uh, conference because he was saying, you know, don't believe the hype that's in the media. Um, it's in their interest to, 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 to say things are really grim. But he was forecasting an upturn in in the third quarter of this year. Uh, we have a, um, I'm sure you know, Matt, we have a first Friday meeting that came out of uh, COVID and how to deal with lockdowns. And that first Friday meeting is of chief execs and owners of, of many of the key businesses in, in, in um, environmental and, and ornamental horticulture. And the um, feeling there is quite quite optimistic um i sat in on last fridays and um one thing that is uh, uh from the retail's point of view is, is very clear that uh, eating out and catering is driving um their businesses at the moment and um there's a hope that people will then uh when the weather has uh, cheered up a bit and we've got a few bulbs popping up and opening that will trigger people to say oh you know let's go down to the garden center and get a few plants rather than just going down there for a cup of coffee or a um, very reasonably priced meal no 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 indeed i guess one issue at the moment is for suppliers you know it's the time of year where uh garden centers have got least money and uh dobby's has just changed ownership overnight and, and and suppliers are getting in touch with me saying you know 
we want reassuring that we're going to get paid. You know, there is there is quite a bit of stress in the market. Um, you know, we can listen to economists who say everything's going to be fine, but forewarned is forearmed. So what's your, what's your view on, on the get, getting cash flow going? You know, do, 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 do you think that's in a good place at the moment or, or in a not so good place? Yeah, I think if you're talking about um, the retail side of, 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 the, of the industry, which clearly is, you, know, you are, but yes, obviously there's some concern there. There's perhaps, uh, uh, there's a lot of stock, uh, summer stock that wasn't sold that's sitting in uh, warehouses. So, the, you know, there's an expectation that um, uh, that needs to sell through uh, first. Uh, there was, uh, by and large, I think a good Christmas that helps to uh, provide cash flow to pay for spring stock. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, clearly there are some 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 members who uh, are doing far better than others. That that's the way of the world. Um, but uh, we, the Horticultural Trade Association, there is to support all members. So. Prospects are, you know, I guess it's back to a bit of a normal season. Would you would you say that? I mean, quite a few people are saying that to me. You know, we've had many peaks and troughs over the last couple of years through outside external factors, which are completely out of out of everyone's control. But now, I guess the big factor, which is also out of everyone's control, is the weather, which has always been the biggest biggest factor. Do you think? Do you think we're back there? Oh, I do. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think that comparisons with 2019 of what we what we've been looking at in terms of the outlook. Uh, I think we can forget 2019. We need to be looking at 2022. Uh, so we need to be comparing with 2022 and not 2019. Uh, uh, I think that there's there's a, a, a good deal of op- optimism uh, in the market at the moment. Um, but as you say, as you rightly say, it all depends on the weather. Um, whether the coronation will have the impact that um, uh, Jubilee had last year, uh, I hope it doesn't, because that last year there was a uh, dropped off a cliff uh, after the, the the jubilee celebrations. I, I somehow doubt it will have the same effect. Crikey! Well, there. No, you're right. I mean, that's what everyone told me that the, the the jubilee suddenly ended all all uh, Olden Garden Centre sales, and and a lot of people went on holiday after that. But so things should be back to more normal patterns this year where people go on holiday during the summer holidays and people buy plants in the times when they used to buy plants so we've got a later season and we've got so sort of higher peaks during the bank holidays or whatever and we've got more normal patterns during the rest of the time and if we get good weekends then everybody will be happy and like let's let's hope so after you know the a lot of anxiety over the last two or three years there has been yes, and indeed, and 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 of course we haven't really talked much about the, the drought situation, have we? We don't, we don't want that to return. Um, uh, I, I hope that um, reservoirs and uh, rivers and aquifers have been well and truly recharged. We've we've certainly had a quite exceptional amount of, well, at least it seems like a quite exceptional amount of rainfall here in Somerset. Although uh, um, I understand in Cornwall they're still short of water. The reservoirs are sort of slowly filling up, but you know if we don't get a lot of rain, then it's not going to back, get back to normal. So we might be back to where we were, but uh, it wasn't the the whole drought situation wasn't quite as bad as feared last year because, as we say, 
the Jubilee meant that people weren't buying stuff anyway, so it didn't really matter. So they didn't have to plant it. But yeah, if we've got we've got we've got a, a lot to look forward to this year. So it's been really good talking to you, Alan. And we always finish on the uh, the podcast by talking about favourite plants. And I know you don't really want to be pinned down on this, but uh, we talk about desert island plants. And uh, you know, what are your favourite plants? <laughs> uh, uh... Today, <laughs> today's a snowdrop, I think. Oh, that's a good ask one. Ask me yeah, tomorrow, yeah. it'll be different. I'll be hellebore tomorrow. <laughs> you can't ask a plantsman to choose one, one plant. Every day is a different one. Okay, we, 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 one day we may see the book, Alan Downs, 365 plants, one for, one for a day, every day of the year. But anyway, it's been great to speak to you, Alan. Alan Down, uh, the HDA president, and I'm Hort Week editor Matthew Appleby, and this has been the Hort Week podcast. So subscribe to or follow Hort Week podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or your preferred podcast platform. And once again, thanks to Alan, and goodbye until next time. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.